Yes, sir. Coming at you live on a Wednesday. It's your host with the most, Addison, man. We are live right now in the mothership. We live right now, man. What's up, man? Breaking news. Quick, quick score update. World Cup. 1-0. Portugal over Morocco. Ronaldo scores. 1-0. 55 minute. That's live right now as we speak. We got a lot to talk about today. NBA draft coming up. Let's get you ready for it. We're going to talk a lot of teams, some backgrounds, who needs to draft what. Maybe some trades need to happen. Of course, I got to give you an update on Kawhi Leonard. What's going on with the Kawhi Leonard situation? Of course, LeBron's daily free agency. And also, we will discuss and kind of get into Nate Robinson talking about the NBA giving him depression. Nate Rob, holla at me. It's your boy from the jump. Let's roll. Breaking news as we speak. Coming across the sports wire. Reports have just came out. Dwight Howard has reportedly been traded to the Brooklyn Nets. I don't know what for, but this just happened. Dwight Howard has been traded to the Brooklyn Nets. NBA season still full in effect. I don't think the NBA really has an offseason. I think the NFL has an offseason where it's like a dead period where we go all basketball. But once the NFL comes around, it's all NFL, all football until basketball comes back, especially after this year because – None of us know where LeBron's going to go. But not only do we not know where LeBron's going to go, where's Luka Doncic going to go? Where's Marvin Bagley going to go? Does DeAndre Ayton go number one to the Phoenix Suns? Does he? If you're the Phoenix Suns, do you draft the number one? Are you sold that Marvin Bagley tomorrow night is the number one pick? Are you sold Tomorrow night, DeAndre Ayton is the number one pick. No. You're drafting these guys off of potential. What you think they can ultimately bring to your team. Now, the Phoenix Suns were the worst team in the NBA last year. The worst. The worst. The NBA's worst team. Their best players, Devin Booker, who kind of had battled some injuries, who we see, yes, this will be a score in the league for years to come. So you build around him. You got to get him a point guard. You got to get him a guy who can give him the basketball. Now, you don't need a ball-dominant point guard because you don't want to take away from Booker. Not to mention you have Jackson, TJ Warren, Marquise Chris already. You already have Marquise Chris. Not to mention Dragon Bender. So where does DeAndre Ayton fit in that front court? And you have Tyson Chandler. On your payroll as well. Where does DeAndre Ayton fit in that? So that answers the question for me when I look at the Phoenix Suns as to what should they do. It's simple. You got to go point guard here. You got to go point guard here. There's no spectacular point guards in this draft. Maybe you, Zaire Smith, but are you taking him number one? No. Are you really sold on Luka Doncic being the number one? No, you're really not. Could he be a nice player? Sure, but you're not sold on him being the number one pick. So then who do you pick at this point? Who do you go with? It's almost like Phoenix is kind of stuck with getting DeAndre Aiden, right? I mean, they don't need him, but you're stuck. Because you can't, you don't draft Trey Young because you don't need him. So if you're the Phoenix Suns, who do you get? Who do you get? It's almost like you got to take Luka because you can't take, I'm sorry, you cannot take DeAndre Ayton here. You can't if you're the Phoenix Suns. It's, he'll be like DeAndre Jordan, Dwight Howard, like the rest of the centers. 20 and 15 
and they're irrelevant. 20 and 15 and irrelevant because what? Threes are always worth more than twos, period. So again, he'll average 13 rebounds. He'll eat on the glass. But are you? if you're the Phoenix Suns, do you want to be stuck with DeAndre Ayton having to dip it to him down low? When when just last year you – so you got to have some type – if Devin Booker is your best player, then you got to build around Booker. You, you just got to build around Booker. That's just my philosophy when it comes to the Phoenix Suns. Now I'll tap at number two for the Sacramento Kings. They can go a lot of different places here. If I'm the Sacramento Kings at, at, at the number two spot, personally, I wouldn't mind you saying, you know what? We need to get a playmaker on our team. We need to get a playmaker on our team. We have De'Aaron Fox, so ultimately we have our point guard. We have our point guard. We got Buddy Hill, who we feel like can be a scorer in this league, who we feel like can give us anywhere between 18 to who's project. That's what they've been saying from Buddy Hill coming out of Oklahoma, right? Coming out of Oklahoma, he was supposed to. Mm, he never took that next step. So if you're the Kings, you kind of can pick who you like here, who what player fits well with what we're trying to do going forward. Personally, you need an athletic wing. You need an athletic wing. Marvin Bagley, potentially. I, I wouldn't draft Michael Porter Jr. this high only because of the injury issues, which he can say all he wants to. They've been downplayed, but dude, when you didn't play all year long, what, what, what are we supposed to think? And you're not working out with this team and this team and this, like this whole this whole little this whole little NBA process is changing now. Where guys are been select workouts and he ain't working out for this team and this team don't draft him, like it's sickening. It really is. However, the Sacramento Kings, you can go whoever you like here, straight up. You can go whoever you like here. I personally am gonna go Marvin Bagley here because I feel like Marvin Bagley is the best available player on the board. I just think, and, and when I look at the draft, I like I love Wendell Carter. Like I said, I'm a Duke guy. So I like Wendell and I like Marvin Bagley. I think Wendell would be nice in the league. But again, I think Marvin Bagley's upside, I think if he, it, it, he only can get better. Like he only can get better. Like I said, a lot of these kids, they, they know the NBA is the best way to go so that way they can get better. Now checking in number three, the Hawks got the number three pick. This is where things get tricky. Because if you're the Hawks, and let's just say Mo Bamba is still on the board, do you go Mo Bamba, an athletic center who can stretch the floor, right? A seven-footer, almost kind of like, I'm not going to say Christos Porzingis, but sort of, kind of Christos Porzingis-like, seven-footer who can put on the floor, do a lot of things well, can shoot it, he has good size. He has a seven-foot wingspan. He's 6'11". I think he's way better than Miles Turner coming out of Texas. Way better than Miles Turner. So, my only thing with Mo Bamba is, like, you know when those guys come in skinny and wiry, it's like, okay, you got we know you got to add strength. You got to add some girth. Now, like I said, the Hawks have dismantled their team. The Hawks have went full. We're going to blow it up. Tank. And we're going to try to get a good pick. So, again, if you're the Hawks, you have the pick of your litter. This, this draft class isn't filled with guys who are just going to wow you. I mean, I like Colin Sexton. I like Kevin Knox. I like Trey Young. 
I like Mikael Bridges. I like Miles Bridges, actually. I like Zaire Smith from Texas Tech. He can hoop. I like him, too. Shout out Troy Brown from Oregon. But none of these guys are just making you go, ooh, we just have to get off the boards and get them. So, again, this year, I think you're going to see a lot of teams do is you may see a lot of trades this year. You really may see a lot of trades because I just don't see a lot of these guys wowing teams. Again, for the teams like the Phoenix Suns and the Kings and the Hawks and the Grizzlies and the Mavericks and the Magic and the Bulls, these guys need talent. Now, where I think it does get interesting at is, and what I think LeBron James probably will do is, maybe LeBron sees who you drafted the eighth pick. If Michael Porter Jr. is there, I guarantee you the Cavs will draft Michael Porter Jr. If he's there, they will draft him. If he is there, they will draft him. If Michael Porter Jr. is there, they will draft him. I'm going to let that be known now. He doesn't slide past eight. If he's if he doesn't get drafted in the first six picks and he makes it to the eighth pick, the Cleveland Cavaliers will draft him. They need another guy. They need another face, another name, MPJ, Michael Porter Jr. He ain't LeBron, but he could be, you know, the next. We got to have a succession plan for afterwards because if you look at that Cavs team, he leaves that team. They're going to the cellar. You can forget about it. So you got to get a good name in there. You got to get a Michael Porter Jr. or Trey Young at this point. Or whoever it is at that eighth pick. You know, like I said, for your sake, you're hoping that it's a name that you like. And it ain't Mikael Bridges, Zaire Smith. Those aren't selling tickets. Rob, mm. what do you think LeBron needs to do? <laughs> I, I say this, you know, I mean, it's obvious he doesn't want to be there and he's going to move on and, and I get all that. But I think LeBron would be making a big mistake if he comes West. So unless there's some grand plan and two other guys are coming, LA's not the spot. Day 345 <laughs> of LeBron's free agency decision. Where is LeBron going to go? The decision 2.0, where is LeBron going to go? Is it Houston? L.A., Philly, Toronto, Atlanta, Orlando, Phoenix, Dallas, Cleveland. <laughs> he could be going to Wyoming for all we know. Maybe he's going to go record an album. I don't know. Now, it's been said Chris Paul has been trying to recruit LeBron to come to the Houston Rockets, which is baffling to me because Chris Paul isn't even on the roster. Chris Paul isn't even on the books. You trying to recruit somebody to come to Houston, and you not even on the books. That should be James Harden's job. You don't see James Harden lobbying for LeBron. Like, oh, LeBron, come on, come on, come on. No, why? Because that means his shots go down. Look, let's, let's, let's nip this in the bud, and then I'm going to get corny with it because I'm going to give you some numbers. All three of those guys definitely can't play together. LeBron has already said he didn't want to play with Chris Paul. He could have been traded for Chris Paul. If LeBron and Chris Paul wanted to play on the same team, they would have been done so. LeBron doesn't want to play with Chris Paul because LeBron does essentially what Chris Paul does. They both can't be on the floor at the same time, on the court at the same time. Not on the same team, for that matter. I'm sure they're buddies off the court, whatever, but on the court, it don't. they don't work. Same thing for Melo, right? Like D-Wade, we saw it kind of work for a little bit. And he kind of, and LeBron really got the the last little bit out of D Wade. He knew that. That was the the last best. He was that was that was it. D Wade will play if he continues to play. He'll have good moments here and there. But LeBron really got the last little bit out of D Wade. So 
when I look at this Houston team and, okay, we're saying, okay, let's say Houston signs Chris Paul, signs James Hart, and signs LeBron. Well, hypothetically speaking, you have to get rid of Eric Gordon because he's on the books for $13 million. P.J. Tucker, $7 million will have to come off the books. Nene, you pretty much have to get rid of everybody. Not to mention, well, Trevor Rees is already gone. Capella's gone. So is Gerald Green. He's gone. You have to move Eric Gordon. You probably would get rid of Ryan Anderson's $20 million contract. So you would be left with Chris Paul, LeBron, and James Harden. Because Chris Paul already said he won a max deal. LeBron at this point is going to have a max. And you already have James Harden signed at $30 million, And the cap is only going to increase. So that means his salary is going to increase. Same thing for Chris Paul and same thing for LeBron. Their salary caps are only going to increase. Now, Houston has over essentially $100 million in cap. But again, are you going to spend that on three players and have nothing else for nobody else? You're not doing that. You know you're not doing that. So again... When I look at that whole theory, I'm like, he's not going to Houston. They already said the kid, the son going to Sierra Canyon. He's, that's, so that lets you know, okay, why would he be in Houston and his son is in L.A.? So that doesn't make any sense. Two, LeBron, I, like, while, yes, James Harden is great, if he really wanted to play with Harden, he would have picked him on his all-star team. Right? He would have picked him on his all-star team. Again, people, y'all got to read the tea leaves. I read a lot of tea leaves. I read a lot of, like, innuendos. I read a lot of subliminals. I read body language, and I read actions above all and everything. I don't just look at the surface. I read action. And what I'm saying is, in LeBron's 15th career, in his 15th career, he's played with D-Wade. You mean to tell me he couldn't have made a trade and go gotten mellow? You, you couldn't have gotten mellow from New York? You mean to tell me, Chris Paul, you wouldn't have, you, huh? You ain't hear LeBron saying, okay, I want to team up with Melo and CP3. You ain't hearing that, are you? Who are you hearing? Okay, I want to team, are you hearing what? Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Those are the two young guys. Those are the two your hot free agents. Those are the two. Those are the two. Not Chris Paul. That's not Chris Paul. No, not Chris Paul. Right at this point, Chris Paul probably signed. No, Houston, you're stuck. That's what you you're stuck, right? Daryl Morey thought he got outsmarted everybody up. Now you're stuck with Chris Paul and James Harden. Oh yeah, and you got Mike D'Antoni, Coach of the Year, a guy who's gonna win fifty games every year, get to the Western Conference Finals or Western Conference Semis and lose again. You had your best year this year with the with the sixty games, right? Like you had your best year, right? So going forward, you you can't go down. Now. In dealing strictly with LeBron James, it's simple. It's either the Lakers or at this point, I got to retire, bro. There's only one or two options. All these other teams sound good, right? It sounds good. It really does. But at this point, LeBron's only option is to go west. That's it. That's the only thing he hasn't done is go west. He's done everything in the east. He's won. He's came back in finals. He's done everything in the East. He's dominated the East. He pretty much has a stranglehold on the East. He does. Once he takes the stranglehold off of the East, the East will be a lot better. The East is a lot. The East was better this year. I felt like Boston was a lot better than what we thought they were. A lot of teams were a lot better than what we expected them to be. Indiana surprised a lot of us in that first round. Gave LeBron a scare. Ran for his money. So again. 
It's a lot of teams in the East that are going to be good. Boston is going to have a juggernaut next year. Plus, whoever they get in the draft this year. <laughs> Come on, man. And when I'm looking across the landscape, I'm like, the, 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 these teams are only getting better. Yes, LeBron is one player, but we saw in the finals, one player ain't winning you a championship. And if you're LeBron James at this, at this given moment, what do you ultimately want your legacy to be? Where do you want it to go? You don't want to get corny, right? And stay in Cleveland and then get hated. Then they trade you now, but you you don't got no trade clause, so you really so you can't. You're stuck in the mud in Cleveland. You gotta get out of Cleveland. LA is the best move. Sun, movies, Staples Center, Figueroa, 405, Jack in the Box, Brentwood. Calabasas, Thousand Oaks, Bel Air, Sierra Canyon. It gets no better. Like, what are we talking about? Santa Monica, Manhattan Beach, Inglewood, Compton, Long Beach, the Bay. And if you go to the Lakers, you're in the Warriors Conference, so you play them four times every year. So they can't run from you. They got to see you four times every single year. Every single year. Every single year. Same thing if he was to happen to go to the Clippers. They would have to play the Warriors four times every single year. That's his only way to beat the Warriors, y'all. Is he got to go west. Everybody's saying, he can't go out west. It'll make it unbalanced. Not really. Not really. It wouldn't make it unbalanced. Not at all. If anything, it actually would balance it out. Because right now, right, it's Golden State at the top of the west. And then you kind of got everybody else, right? Every It's everybody else. I ain't putting Houston up there with Golden State just yet. It's not like Houston did not Golden State off, went to the finals, won one. Okay, we got like a Golden State done one. Stop it. Golden State done, done been dominating the West for the past five years now. For the past five years now, really. Outside of the Spurs little run, OKC made one or two. The, it's been the Warriors West right now. It's been the Warriors West. Pretty much. So, like I said, man, if I'm LeBron James, got to think about my legacy, got to think about after basketball, the Lakers is the best option. I think at this point we all know the Lakers are the best option. It's either that or you retire for a year and then come back to whoever ultimately wants you. You got Twitter. Follow me from the jump with an A, not an E. F-R-O-M-T-H-A-J-U-M-P. You dig? We got a lot of stuff coming. A lot of good, 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 good material coming. Some interviews coming up. May have a co-host on the way. Stay tuned. You never know. It's from the jump. But to switch gears to Kawhi Leonard and the ongoing saga out there in San Antonio, reports are starting to come out that Kawhi Leonard and Greg Popovich have met. And I think that will be the meeting in which Kawhi Leonard tells Greg Popovich, it's time for me to bounce. As I've said in numerous of shows, and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll utter here again, this relationship was fractured a long time ago. And this relationship really has really been going back all the way for me, going back to when the Spurs won that title when Kawhi Leonard became finals MVP 
Nobody really remembers that. Like, outside of if you're just a true fan of the game, you're not going to remember Kawhi Leonard was the finals MVP. You don't remember Kawhi Leonard that final series. Do you? He played good defense on LeBron. But he wasn't exceptional offensively. Like, he wasn't. He played good defense against a LeBron in which shut it down again in Miami, quit that series, in which they got swept off the court, just like they did against Cleveland. But sticking with Kawhi Leonard, this relationship goes back then. San Antonio has not, and I repeat, San Antonio has not done anything to get better really in the past 20 years. I'm going to be real with you. In the past 20 years, they have not done anything to get better. Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, and Tim Duncan have still been on the team. Why? Why? This doesn't make any sense to me. They won a championship back in, in what? 2000 what? 14? Whenever that was. Right? We don't remember that. That was like the quickest finals Outside of this one, this was a quick one too. But I'm saying, what have they done team-wise? What has the organization done? What has R.C. Buford done? What has Greg Popovich done? Their biggest free agent signing was LaMarcus Aldridge. Yes, if I'm Kawhi Leonard, I want out. I want out of San Antonio. It's boring. It's black, white, and silver. It's San Antonio. It's not a big market. There's no way Kawhi Leonard is signed to Jordan and he has no commercials. The guy doesn't talk. There's no you there's no way. He ain't talking for no reason. There's a reason why he don't talk. It gotta be. And we about to find out why. Now, him meeting with Popovich, this has to happen. Look, Kawhi Leonard, explain to him this. Look, Pop. If I'm Kawhi, let me let me let me give you what Kawhi should do, right? Look, Pop. I love you, man. You you, you traded for me. I was gonna be stuck in Indiana. You traded for me, so. I love you for that. I'd rather be in San Antonio than Indiana. And I got a championship off of it. So, I, I, you know, we essentially have a bond that could never be. However, you see what's going on in the NBA. You see all these guys clicking up. The best players going up. You, 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 you see it, right? I got to go be a part of this. I'm a finals MVP. I'm an all-star. Uh, I won an Olympic. I, I feel like I should be... You know what I'm saying? Like, that's Kawhi Leonard's mindset. It, it, clearly, he, it, I've seen reports saying he wants to come out and he, he's going to sign with the Lakers in 2019. So he's telling teams that now. So now the Spurs are stuck because now the Spurs have to take the best offer. Essentially, he's ramping it up. Like, okay, I got to get out of here now. The same thing Kyrie did. The same thing Kyrie did. Okay, if you don't trade me, I'm going to shut it down on you. We're in a player-driven league now. We're in a player-driven era. These guys, they want all control. That was the whole point of the CBA. The NFL, y'all better take notes. Y'all next time when y'all see me, when it's time to go negotiate and discuss, y'all better come arm in arm. Y'all all better be front line. Because these are the type of things we're talking about. Player movement, player mobility. These are the things that they stood on the line for. These are the things that LeBron James and Chris Paul, these guys have been fighting for. Why? Because they realize that's the future of the league. Nobody wants to play for that organization that you got drafted to. Imagine if Chris Paul still would have been in New Orleans. 
Okay, it'd have been good, but would it have been really good for the NBA? No. But again, it helped Chris Paul's brand. The NBA is about the players, not necessarily the teams. It's about the players. We fall in and out of love with the teams. It's all about the players. So getting back to the Kawhi Leonard situation, he understands. Look, Pop, it's nothing personal. It's business. Not to mention, you threw me under the bus. And you threw me under the bus. You threw me under the bus, man. The whole season. I'm supposed to be the franchise player. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be the guy. But again, Popovich, they've only been loyal to four guys really in 20, the past 20 years. David Robinson, Tim Duncan, Manuel Ginobili, Tony Parker. That's it. They have been loyal to those guys. You would think Kawhi Leonard being the finals MVP, okay, I'm the franchise piece going forward. Nope. Nope. So like I said, this situation has been long overdue. At this point, it's rotting at this point. It's smelling. It's bad. Oh, you got to throw that away. That stank. It's not like, hey, this kind of smells a little bit. What is this? No, it smells bad. This has to go out now. Kawhi Leonard being there, you can't keep him on the roster this season. You cannot. Why? Oh, because he'll sit out again. He's not playing for that team. San Antonio isn't built to win championships. It's not built to win championships. Like, I'm not strapping on my cleats or, in his case, I'm not strapping on my Jordan sneakers, Kawhi Leonard threes that nobody wears and nobody's heard about to go play for San Antonio when they're not trying to help me win. They got LaMarcus Aldridge as the next best player. They're not beating Golden State. That ain't beating Houston. Let alone Oklahoma City. Let alone Utah. I mean, a lot of teams is getting better. The Lakers is on the rise. Denver was uh, really, it came down to the wire between them and Tennessee. Um, not Tennessee. It came down between the wire between them and Minnesota as to who was going to go to the playoffs. Y'all remember that game? Minnesota had to win it in Minnesota for them to go to the playoffs. So, like I said, a lot of teams have gotten a lot better. The Clippers were pretty much on the cusp of going to the right there. San Antonio just barely made the playoffs this year without Kawhi Leonard. Barely. Okay, let's say you add him back. Are you then better than Houston? Debatable. Are you better than Golden State? No. That's the ultimate question. Are we better than Golden State right now? Yes or no? No. Rudy Gay last year wasn't beating Golden State. We knew that. We knew that. Rudy Gay? What? Come on. Rudy, I like Rudy, but too late. Yeah, this situation smells really bad. San Antonio got to get rid of this. ASAP. Kawhi Leonard. I appreciate him for vocalizing. Somebody vocalizing saying, look, we want out of San Antonio. It's time. Look, these guys are stars, man. You got to go play in the big markets. It's the only way your brand is going to grow. Playing in San Antonio... Eating churros, playing for Popovich and R.C. Buford and playing for the system. It's not about a system. It's about Popovich. It's about Tony Parker, Duncan, David Robinson. More of a sensitive subject sticking with the NBA. May Robinson came out with an interesting story the other day in Bleacher Report saying, the NBA gave me my depression. He said he was interviewed by Bleacher Report and he said, I've never been a depressed person in my life. 
And he said the pressure came from coaches telling him to take the game more serious, to focus, and ultimately to be more mature. Now, Nate Robinson was saying he was trying to change. But, of course, being an NBA player, nobody understands the struggles. Nobody understands what these guys go through on a day-to-day basis. And which he's right, we don't. And interesting enough, a lot of guys around the league have been talking about this mental health thing. And when we think about mental health, I think it's a real thing. I think when we think about depression, it's a real thing. I think when we think about stress, it's a real thing, y'all. Like These are real factors. We look at these NBA players and we see, oh, man, they have all this money. You, we work a, a, a lucrative job. You work in a, a multi-million, a billion-dollar industry. Like, how could you be unhappy? And it's like, well, there are several ways you could be unhappy. For one, think about it like this. A lot of these guys come in NBA very, very young. So imagine at a young age, 18, 19, for a lot of these guys, seven, whatever, you have been told you are going to be the man. You have pretty much have been elevated to a higher pedestal saying you're going to be the man, you're going to be the guy, you are going to be the guy, you're going to be the guy. And then you get to the NBA, and then you are just then one of the guys, right? And then, of course, those that then stand out, then stand out. And, of course, Nate Robinson had a solid NBA career. You know, solid NBA career. Solid. You know, we've seen him in the championship with the Boston Celtics. We've seen that him and him and him and Glenn Davis, big baby, to be exact. We've seen that. We've seen Nate Rob do the dunk contest. Hey, I remember when Nate had that. That 30 attempt dunk <laughs> when he was throwing it off the backboard in the dunk contest. That was, it was like, all right, all right. I ain't gonna lie. Andre Godala did get robbed on one of those. But dealing with Nate Robinson's, this is a serious subject. And I think the NBA has to take a look at why these guys are, are, are starting to come out now. You heard the Rosen talk about it. Of course, he was dealing with. You know, he had family issues, but then he also was saying mental health. Kevin Love is another guy who who has been, you know, now public about, you know, taking that stand behind the mental health thing. I think for me, when it comes to mental health, I think we have to to really break it down. I don't want to get too off into mental health because, you know, I want to deal strictly with just the sports. But when we're looking at it, these guys play a lot of games. They play 82 games, not to mention they travel. That's a lot on their bodies. That's a lot on their bodies. Then they have to eat a specific way. They're on a specific time clock. They're on a specific time schedule. Now, yes, these guys are getting paid multi-million dollars, right? So, again, you are getting paid a lot of money to play in the game for, what, 40 minutes, if that, right? If that, 30 minutes, you get pay- So, let's be clear. However... Mental health is a serious thing, y'all. Depression is a serious thing, especially amongst athletes. I've been an athlete before I've been there, where it's like nobody understands what you're going through because they're not athletes. They don't know. They don't understand getting up every day. They don't Certain things they don't understand, it could affect you mentally. Not to mention when you have given your life to this and it suddenly stops, then what do I do? I've given my life to this. This is all I know. All I have played is basketball. What do you mean retire? I've been playing basketball since I can remember. What do you mean I got to stop? What do you mean I got to do something else? That's serious. Not to mention, okay, now you're dealing with this woman, this woman, you know, the lives these guys create for themselves can cause a lot of this. So again, I mean, again, I don't want to put this all on Nate Robinson and say that, you know, he's a bad guy and and he's wrong for having, no, 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 not at all. By anything, I'm I'm saying like, yo, Nate, you a champ for coming out saying like, yo, this is something that's, that's bothering you. 
Because a lot of times people aren't going to come out. There's a lot of pride, especially amongst men, especially amongst athletes. But when we're dealing with this one in specific, like I said, you're a champ for coming out saying that this is what you're struggling with. And like I said, the NBA now has to come out and they got to do something about this now. You know the NBA is going to get behind it. You know the NBA is. It's not a very contact sport, so guys aren't taking a lot of head blows. You know, they may have some knees and, 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 and foot and ankles and finger, But they're not taking a lot of blows to the head, a lot of body blows, a lot of body shots. So, you know, if you if you play your NBA career the right way, you could come out fairly healthy, you know, with some, some aches and bruises and bumps. You know, again, it's sports, so guys are going to be banged up. But depression is more serious than an ankle injury because depression affects your whole mood, your whole entire mood, to be exact. As I said, I think Nate Rob is a champ for coming out, talking about this story. And if you didn't read it, go back and read it. He'll talk about the time when he was in New York. He, he got into a lot. You know, G. Lee talked about a lot. And, 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 and what we don't understand is, like he said, a lot of these guys go through this stuff and we will never know. But he's struggling on the court. Why? Oh, now I get it. He can't sleep at night. He's tossing and turning. That's why he's struggling on the court. That's why he's one for 13 from three. Because he can't sleep at night. He's stressing about this or that. Or he got a kid on the way and he got 13, baby. Like, he's stressed. He's stressed. Again, basketball is the greatest stress reliever because it's exercise. You run up and down the court. But come on, let's not act like these guys aren't human beings. They do live on planet Earth, too. If you like what you heard today, follow me on Twitter at From the Jump, F R O M T H A J U M P. Live of Sports Arguments on there, Live of Sports Twitter feed. Want to check me out? Go check me out. Instagram, too. I'll be on there a little bit. You know. Got a lot in store. NBA draft tomorrow. Tomorrow's show, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about all the happenings, who got drafted, where, the shocks. If anybody got traded, look out. Boston might have them picks in the cannon ready to unleash. This your host. We out.